Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the fourth day of April, and it that means it's my son Lucas's birthday. So he doesn't listen to the podcast very often, uh, as you might be able to imagine, of a college student. But I'm going to say happy birthday anyway, because I celebrate my kids, and whenever it's Lucas's or Lauren's birthday, I tell you about it. So proud of my son. He is 22 years old today. And a little update, I have been giving you updates on his progress. You, many of you know he had knee surgery last summer. He was playing summer ball, uh, collegiate w- woodbat league in Iowa, and he tore his ACL on his meniscus in his left knee. We got that surgically repaired, and he's done therapy all winter. He made his 2022 spring debut um, just a couple of weeks ago and homered twice in his first three plate appearances so he's off to a pretty good start in 22, and he's doing well. He's only designated hitter at this point. Um, he's not playing the field yet, just trying to ease his way back on that repaired knee. He's healthy, feeling good, and so just kind of baby-stepping it back in. But uh, thanks for all the prayers, and uh, we are so happy to share his stories with you, and happy 22nd birthday to Lucas. Okay, Genesis chapter 45. Joseph has revealed himself to his brethren. He has let them know who he is. They are learning who he is, learning who he is because they're stunned, as you can imagine. He made some pretty remarkable statements, and we read through the eighth verse yesterday. But today, I want to go back and concentrate a little bit on the seventh verse to lead us up to that. We just kind of overlay what this forty-fifth chapter is really trying to do. This is a narrative of. Forgiveness and reconciliation. Joseph presents this model of submission to God in that he says, hey guys, God did it. God designed it. He took the evil that had been done to him by his brothers. He saw it only as really God's plan for good. I tried to show you that that's the Jesus-like thing to do, that his brethren sell him to the cross and yet... God uses that, and at the cross, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Paul has something to say about this in Romans 8 when he says all things work together for the good. And so we have that moment at Joseph's selling um, and then his revealing that looks very much like God working things to the good. And then posterity. Joseph talks about your posterity's sake, and we're going to use the word remnant here in a moment, but preserve a posterity for you in the earth. And that's really the great multitude that will come into the everlasting city in Revelation 7 uh, or that, that are a part of the family of God. It's all back to Jesus's obedience or in this narrative allegory, Joseph's obedience. And this is really the theological heart of this story. Uh, which I guess is the theological heart of the Bible. God oversees the course of human nature. He doesn't make human action occur, but he oversees it and he steers his will into it and his purpose into it. And he tries to steer our gaze away from ourselves and our sin and onto God's grace. Remember, he said to them, don't be angry with yourselves. God worked this out. It's like Jesus saying to us, don't focus on your failures and your past and get angry with yourself. Instead, look at my Father's grace for you. Look at my Father's love for you. 
Um, And that leads me to today's word, this word in the seventh verse, God sent me before you to preserve a posterity, but the Hebrew word is the word remnant. And Joseph's use of this term is an indication of how strong that his faith is. And that that's a faith that didn't come cheaply. That's a faith that's been tested by experience and a faithfulness that's been tested by having to trust that God was going to see through all of his covenant promises. Because remember, these boys, these Jacob's boys grew up here in the stories of their great-grandfather Abraham and their grandfather Isaac and their dad Jacob and what that meant and what they were supposed to be on the earth. And God had preserved them through all of this stuff. And here they are now. Joseph, part of that family, remembers that story. You know he's had to have moments when he's down in prison or he's in Egypt and he thinks, hmm, am I part of that promise? Because I don't know if I am or not. And yet here he is, believing that God has put him now in a position to serve and to preserve the remnant. This is a, a little endangered species on the earth, but out of it, a great nation is going to be built. And the prophets would later use this very word to affirm that in the worst of cases, God always preserves a people for himself. Isaiah uses the word remnant in Isaiah 10. He uses it again in Isaiah 37. Micah uses the word remnant in Micah 2. They're borrowing Joseph's term that God has a remnant or a posterity. Then Paul uses it. Not the same word because he writes in the Greek, not the Hebrew, but he uses this idea of a remnant that God had set aside in that final hour of Paul's era, which is the end of their age, the end of the old Mosaic economy. And he says God has has a remnant, and that's the remnant of grace, the remnant of people who were marked and preserved. And, And just one more thing. Joseph isn't trying to act as if they didn't do anything wrong. I want to, I want to make this clear. He tells them in the 8th verse, um, So it was not you who sent me here, it was God. He made me a father to Pharaoh, lord over his house, ruler over the land of Egypt. I don't want to make it sound like he's excusing their sin. He's not. But he's encouraging them to rejoice in a good God. And if there's anything that maybe we should take away from this, it's let's spend an unequal amount of time. If you're going to talk to unbelievers about their sin, fine. Let's spend an unequal amount of time talking to them about their redemption. It seems to be the narrative way back here in the Old Testament. We're not even into the grace. We're not even into the cross. We're not even into the new covenant. And yet that's what we see. Okay, more from this story tomorrow on the podcast. Have a great day. God bless.